Good morning. It's Tuesday. Surprise! It's Tech Talk today for October 13th, 2015. Sure, it wasn't on the calendar. That's, well, that's a problem that'll be fixed later. But today is a special episode of Tech Talk. I went through the news and there's new things going on. Apple's got some new iMacs with 4K resolution, which seemed pretty nice, I suppose. And there's other things going on, but a couple of stories over the weekend really caught my attention, especially one that came out uh, late last week, mid last week, was it? And I'm going to tell you guys about that. But first, before we get into that, let me say time appropriate greetings, Mumble Room. Pip, pip. <laughs> hello. Hello. Morning or uh, greetings. Hello. Hello. Thanks, guys, for making it today. It's good to see you. So, um, you know, I've been talking recently sort of at the end of recent Tech Talks about how uh, there really has been some days where I show up in the news as it's interesting in some regards, but it's not really discussion worthy. It doesn't really seem to move the dial much. And today is one of those days. And I thought, well, instead of kicking around, you know, we could sit here and discuss the new IMAX if we want. And that's the big story today. Um, but uh, I thought maybe what I'd do is I actually kind of fell in backwards the other day when I was actually doing some reading for this show. And uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised that I found something that so, so well put words to, to something that I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around and conceptualize. And uh, I want to share something that I've been observing, sort of, I don't know if you can call it a trend, but I, it feels like a trend. Um, and I don't really have a lot of experience to draw from. I mean, I've been following technology for a long time, and there's been interesting trends that we've followed in our shows. And um, sometimes I've started shows on some of them, and sometimes I don't. And the one thing that I noticed when I started preparing for the most recent road trip that I just got wrapped up from, I just finished, is I was doing research on how to, how to do things like how do I broadcast from the road? How will I stay connected? How do I power these types of devices? Um, for those of you just really quickly who don't know, in a, in a typical RV trailer setup, the AC plugs that are all in the trailer only work when you're plugged into shore power. Once you are disconnected and traveling and camping somewhere without connections, only the DC power in the trailer works. So like, you know, a cigarette lighter type connection. So I began doing a lot of research on the different technology that was available that either came with DC power or how people were solving these problems. And what I began to discover is a large group of people around my age in the technology field that were also trying to solve these problems. And at first I thought, okay, I found a few people. And then as I continued to research, I found group after group after group of people who were, you know, in their late 20s to uh, 40s. Uh, some of them are much older, too. There's, there's a whole, whole category of retired people. But people that, that I'm really looking at were, that were in the workforce today that are going to jobs of some kind, either remote work or uh, they, they, do, uh, they do work when they go to different towns. And it was a fascinating discovery that there is a culture uh, of technology users that I was completely, completely blind to. And I, I started following a lot of them on YouTube and on their blogs and, and just sort of reading about some of the challenges that they've been solving. And I wasn't quite sure if I, was, if I was witnessing a phenomenon or just something that I just never saw before or is this a building trend? Uh, well, it looks like the people over at Vice also were wondering the same thing on their, in their motherboard section. Uh, off the Grid but Still Online uh, by Rachel, I think it's Bajinsky, is... Uh, was posted on uh, October 7th, last Wednesday. And I fell into this over the weekend when I was actually doing some un- completely unrelated reading for the show. 
And uh, I was shocked because it, it really put into words so much of what I've been witnessing. So she writes, for the last 61 days, I've been traveling uh, throughout California while living out of my Corolla, collecting stories from people living off the grid. The people I've met have abandoned the chase of the American dream. They're not battling traffic to work in a nine-to-five job in order to live in a big house or buy a fancy car. Instead, their values are centered around new life experiences, connecting with nature, building their own homes, growing their own food, and having a full sense of control over their lives, including managing the amount of time they spend on the Internet. Uh, Now, uh, it's interesting because she talks a little bit about some of the people that she meets. She goes on to say, they know exactly how much power their solar panels need to generate to charge a phone or watch a DVD. That is so true. Some of the the people I have met and the people I have followed – uh, you know, it's down to like my router takes this much power, my laptop, and we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you about some of them, some of them who are creating software that we all use. I'm gonna tell you about J- uh, Joey Hess, a Debian developer who also creates Git Annex, who had a very successful Kickstarter campaign in 2013, who works off 15 amps a day, off his Dell little nine-inch laptop. The article goes on to say, over the last two months, I've slept in a 220-foot square. Foot square uh, or 220-foot tree. Uh, I've kayaked a a floating wooden home of the ocean and helped mix cement for a cob house. Uh, And uh, I found this article to be uh, extremely interesting. She says, here's Alexa Stone, a deer hunter, volunteer, firefighter, and a store clerk um, for the only general store in town. She poses in front of her mobile trailer with one of her new rifles in Honeydew, California. Her mobile trailer allows her freedom to plug in or out of the electric grid when she wants. Alexis works across the street and comments on her short commute. She says, I leave for work at 8, and I get to work at 8. <laughs> uh, so I want to tell you about some of the people that I found. Well, I don't want to tell you about Joey, because this was fascinating. So Joey Hess, uh, Debian developer, creator of it, uh, Git Annex, pretty well-known piece of software. And uh, he says, I'm funded by a Kickstarter project in 2012 to 2013 to build something not unlike Dropbox based on Git Annex that automatically version controls and syncs files between computers. Man, that sounds cool. I'm also a longtime Debian developer, having been involved in building the Debian installer, and I run a 30-year delayed Usenet feed on oldused.net. He goes into how the fact that he uses a Dell Mini 9. He's been using it since 2008. He's replaced the keyboards, you know, replaced the drive. He says, I don't habitually use cell phone or tablets. He says, if I don't, I love this line. If it doesn't have a keyboard, I feel that my thoughts are being forced out through a straw. He says, the only other active computer in the house is my home server and Internet Gateway, a Shiva plug with a wireless dongle and a dial-up modem. The place is nicely remote and off the grid, relying on solar power. I only get 50 amp hours of juice on a sunny day and less, often less than 15 amps on a bad day, amp hours. So the whole house runs on 12-volt DC power to avoid the overhead of an inverter. My laptop is powered through a succession of cheap vehicle power adapters and my home server runs on 5-volt power provided by a USB adapter. When the power is low, I often hack in the evenings by lantern light. Uh, I just, I think this is, this is fascinating. Here's another, here's another uh, developer. Now, this is a couple, Tim and Amanda. Since 2012, they've been traveling the U.S. and working from their renovated 25-foot twi- Airstream. And uh, they've, they've actually worked on something really cool over on their site because he's a developer, right? So he's able to... Do something a little extra, and he's created a live infograph of their travels at live.watsonwander.com, and it is really, really neat. 
Um, and I'll load it up if I can get it to start for you guys. It's not loading for me at the moment. But it is the coolest thing. Uh, and it's, it's, he's a developer and she's a writer. And uh, they travel around. And uh, I think it's a really it's – a, it's, a, it's, a it's, uh, it's a new take on the nomad is what I'm discovering. Uh, I find it to be fascinating because it is people who are still – traditionally, uh, I guess when you look at the RV market and people that are living in trailers and people that are uh, living out of these places, you either think of a couple of things. Oh, they're retired. They're poor. Or maybe they're white trash, something like that. Like there's all these labels we assign them. And what I'm discovering – is there is a huge growing group of people who are apparently uh, very active in technology uh, and they've just chosen to do this, sort of like people choose to live in a tiny home in some in some circumstances. So anyways, lots of really different interesting – I wish their live thing was loading. I don't know why it's not loading right now. But lots of interesting people I've discovered out there. Another, another guy, really interesting guy, uh, he lives in a large Class A motorhome and he travels to different conferences like Black Hat. And then between conferences, he goes to businesses and does penetration testing. It's kind of interesting. No, I'm not going all hippies. This looks familiar. I tell you what, what I've, what, what was the revelation for me is that there was a subculture in the tech community that feels a lot like makers, that feels a lot like people that are thinking outside the box and coming up with really creative solutions and sort of living by their own set of rules in some ways. Of course, you still have to follow all the rules of society that you're participating in. But I didn't – I was kind of blind to it before and I think maybe in some ways it might have been my own biases because I thought people that were – I mean I had some biases about people that I thought would do that and then now looking at it, it actually seems like there is some appeal to it. Um, and the revelation for me was what I what, – what a slight perspective change gave me to see a lot of things that are happening in that space. Like we have been doing uh, the rover log now. Of, we did 13 episodes of the rover log. Uh, and I initially started the rover log as exclusive for the patrons at patreon.com slash today because I thought who would really you know care other than people that are really supporting us and just want to know what I'm working on for this road trip. And then I got a couple of emails from patrons that said, hey, you might want to, you might want to consider uh, posting those publicly. These are kind of interesting. I thought, okay, all right, maybe I will. And when I did post them publicly – I got a lot of really good feedback. People were fascinated by the idea, and I get, uh, some of these episodes were featured by YouTube in their uh, travel section. It does seem to sort of resonate, you know, sort of solving some of these problems, like figuring out how to get your stuff to run off of DC, uh, the walking the line. So one of the things that comes inherent with with staying in these trailers is sort of a minimal approach, right? You a lot of times are living off of battery and stored water and supplies and resources. So there's a very sort of forced by the very nature of the setup to be conservative and 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 to watch your power usage and watch your water usage so there's sort of a green aspect to it in that regard and there's a lot of technology like solar that helps enable that and then there's the sort of off the there's sort of the rugged off go camping somewhere aspect to it that sort of has a fun travel adventure angle to it which is very interesting and then there is the sort of practical need to solve problems you know build something fix something aspect to it a lot of different stuff there that plugs in to a lot of the same things that people are fascinated by technology follow. And I think I was just, I thought I feel a little embarrassed now that I didn't see it before. Uh, so uh, North Ranger says, North Ranger pointed out during the road trip how the power grid is no longer the vital connection, rather the internet is. Boy, isn't that really good observation, North Ranger? That's a really good observation. It's very much so. 
I would uh, I could go for days without connecting to the power grid. I couldn't go for days without an internet. I can go for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so, anyways, I, I'm going to link to some of these resources, to some of these sites and blogs in the show notes. They're very interesting reads, and it's uh, for me. If I uh, I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's an interesting idea. I don't know if it's uh, practical for very many people, but uh, I found it to be fascinating. And a little embarrassing that I didn't see it before because there is like – I think there is – I don't know if it's a, for economic reasons or, um, or what. But there seems to be a growing people that are of working age doing this sort of thing. And uh, that what's, – what's interesting about that is that's pushing companies to, uh, to make like – it's pushing like internet satellite companies to make packages that are less than $10,000. It's, uh, it's pushing companies like uh, Ford – and Jayco to renovate the designs of their of their units so that way they don't look like grandma and grandpa's house. I'm not, I don't mean to sound mean, but that is literally the, the vast majority of the market so far has been retirees. And so this trend of people in their 30s to 40s that are working and 50s and up um, seems to be enough that there's certain market responses responding to it. Like there's um, there's social networks that are cropping up that are for younger people that live in RVs, not for the older people, which is kind of interesting. And, and then as a response, there's been some parks now that have age limits or age restrictions, however you want to put it. Uh, yeah, North Ranger, you had a point you wanted to make about the electrification movement. Yeah, we see uh, you know, people coming out today like Elon Musk um, you know, pitching um, you know, cheap and accessible internet in the same way that 70 years ago uh, we had, you know, politicians and, and uh, community organizers getting, you know, really hyped up about getting everybody on the grid. Um, and that's really just not, um, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of seeing a, a complete swing in an opposite direction now about Internet connectedness. I think I wonder, too. So, yeah, like that's, yeah, like the Elon Musk thing. We talked about it uh, uh, recently, you know, 4,000 satellites. We also talked about recently Facebook's initiative for free satellite Internet in Africa. A lot of different commercial pressures there are driving that, and I wonder if I wonder if one of the things that's pushing people to consider tiny homes and trailers and uh, and 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 motorhomes is uh, like you look at the the rent prices in Seattle and in and I know from what I'm told, actually from what I witnessed in California years ago, when my when my buddy Jeremy got a job down at Cryptic Studios and we flew down there to find him, I flew down with him to find an apartment. A two-bedroom apartment that was like seven, eight hundred square feet. I mean, just very, very small for what he was paying was like, I, I think it was fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars, and that was thirty miles south of San Francisco for something that was, you know, now up here that's about how much it would go for today is a room like that. So you could see why people might want to say, well, then if I'm going to spend that much money, you can get you could get a trailer for ten thousand dollars, and that's much less to finance. And then you pay a campsite a couple hundred dollars to stay there, and you're still at you're still paying less than somebody would pay for a rent or a mortgage. And when you don't like your neighbors, you pick up and move, and you don't have a lawn to maintain. So you could, I, to me, it seems logical that people who are basically working remote, who don't really want to maintain a yard, or unless they want to get a site site that has a yard, I suppose. Uh, and don't have a ton of extra money to spend on rent or a mortgage or don't see the winning scenario in doing so anymore. 
could make that shift. And I don't think it's that odd that it's a lot of people that are in my age range either, just based on sort of the economics of things right now. I think the economics of it is only going to make the, uh, you know, it's going to grow because, you know, looking at salaries, they haven't really increased over the last 20 years, but expenses have. And so I think, you know, there's a certain portion of it that's a backlash, but then there are others that come up through the, you know, as they grow up and look around and think, geez, I could just work from anywhere and, and not have to pay a ton in rent. That's a huge component, though, right? What do you think, Rod? I don't know if there's an article about this, but there was this, and I'm actually, I agree with completely with that about uh, growing up with it, because there was this uh, video where this guy um, decided to completely uh, abandon his his apartment and just go out and buy a van and then tech out the van and Mm -hmm. drive around and just explore the country and do like do stuff like that and there's a video of him like demonstrating like all the way he you know the way he lives in the van the like all the tech stuff that he's put in it and it's it's i mean it's 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 off the grid but still a lot of tech right it's not like uh it's not eschewing society and being like haha i'm i'm uh, sticking it to the man because you're still often plugging into power you're connecting to the internet you're buying goods you're probably you know using amazon still so it's not and really guy, like the guy's job actually relied on the internet, so he, he was like a yeah. web developer. Well, that's what's so fascinating is every every everyone I've read is all working. They're all working pretty much remote uh, over the internet, and so that's why, like North Ranger saying, the ubiquitous internet thing is getting more and more important. And as that happens, you have to figure there's a lot of people that are going, well, geez, I need a couple of computers and a lap. I need a laptop, you know, maybe a tablet or whatever, or a couple of computers and an internet connection. I don't need a $500,000 house or a $400,000 house and I don't need, you know, uh, two cars in the driveway. I don't need that, you know, two or three or four huge TVs. Oh, yeah. I actually abandoned the idea of having of wanting a house like 10 years ago. How come? I just – I don't – like there's a lot of upkeep and maintenance and money involved. In, like, you know how people say that boats are like a, a cesspool for money? Mm-hmm. Like they're just a money pit? I think houses are equally money pits. So yeah, just live in a trailer. No, there's, you can live in a trailer if you wanted to. You can live in like an RV. You can live in a van that's pimped out. <laughs> or you could just live in an apartment and yeah. still yeah. benefit. Or a condo. Or there's a lot of ways yeah, to exactly. do it. Yeah, I don't think there's any one approach that's right or wrong. It's it's it's, it's something that's going to work for each individual. Um, I uh, I'm tempted to while I'm staying in the Rover. I'm tempted to this weekend or actually tomorrow. Uh, before Unfilter, I'm thinking about moving to uh, – there's a state park, you know, this uh, sort of n- not too far from the studio actually um, that uh, closes in November. And, and it's like, well, why not just go stay there for uh, for a week? I mean it's right – it's near the studio and it's beautiful. It's on, it's on a lake. So uh, that's a fun idea. And then my only caveat is does it have connectivity? So uh, that is an interesting dichotomy because – uh, the more I read, the more and more I think this particular mobility and flexibility is particularly appealing to people who work in a high-tech industry that can work remote. I mean, it seems like the perfect conflicts because it's still a little bit on the leading edge on how to get really good connectivity in your RV. That's still something that requires you doing some research and buying some gear. It's not just turnkey yet from the manufacturers, but you know it will be in a couple of years. I mean, for years and years, people were were bolting solar panels onto their trailers, RVs, and houses, 
And now houses, trailers, and RVs are coming pre-wired with solar hookups. They mean the manufacturers eventually they catch on. But it takes them a while, and you have people that are on the leading edge of this stuff for a while. And that's usually the more technical crowd. And I just it's so obvious now that I talk about it that there would be a, a, a large growing group that are doing this, but it just didn't see it before, I think because of a little prejudice about that lifestyle. Yeah, because you, you, you hear you hear this kind of just described and all you think is hipster. Yeah, I think hipster or I think, um, you know, uh, like uh, like a Ted Kaczynski kind of crazy kook going off and, and living somewhere off in the in the woods or something like that. Uh, Mine was just his crazy dream about, uh, you know, selling the house, buying a, an RV and then just wandering around and, and, you know, doing my IT support stuff. There is a lot of people doing that. That's what that's what struck me. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are doing that. A lot of people, too, uh, as you guys, everybody knows this one. The stereotype is true, though. A lot of people just go south when it gets cold up north. Like, I, so many people, like, I was reading about what people do to winterize their 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 rigs over, you know, because the rover is going to get damn cold in December and January. And so I was like, what do people do? And, like, so many people are like, oh, yeah, you can totally winterize. I'm like, yeah, but how do you winterize if you're living in it? And then, like, the, the answers I don't have so many for. And then the most common answer is, oh, I just go south. Yeah, I was about to say, just rearise by getting out of the winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can do that uh, down the road when I don't have the uh, kids in school Become and things like that. <laughs> yeah, right? That would be, I can do it for uh, weeks at a time, I think, at most. Uh, but I don't know about, and of course, where I went, it got cold. So go figure. It was getting, it was, we left Montana and uh, Grand Forks right as the cold weather was rolling in. I wonder if this is like, I don't know, this seems. Out of these people, of all these people that you've looked at it, I looked at it and doing this, how many have children? Yeah, not as common. Yeah, definitely, definitely not as common. There are some, and some of them are living in you know twenty five foot trailers with like three kids. It's unbelievable. The more common thing is dogs and pets, but uh, yeah, a lot of people that. have pets. Yeah, uh, and the other thing, the other more common thing is you know pretty good health. Like uh, you know yeah. the Watsons have pretty, or, you know, pretty good health. And so you got you got to have like. You know, you got to have all the, the the puzzle pieces already available to you before yeah. most of these people do it. Right, and then the other thing is, then the other the other big category is retirees. That's a huge category too of it. So, oh yeah, yeah, and they have more. They usually have more straightforward connectivity needs because they're not trying to work all the time. So, you know, usually the Wi-Fi at the camp's fine for them. But anyways, I'm, I'll have some links in there, and if I, uh, I'll try to dig up the, uh, the. There was a really great talk by a guy who had, who is a well-known black hat speaker too. And if I can find his talk, I'll try to link it in the show notes. It was weeks ago that I found it, though, so I might not. Uh, but it was interesting, really fascinating to hear, like, you know, built, you know, he went and built some Raspberry Pis to do routing, to bring in different connections, just really cool stuff. So uh, you, uh, you should do it, Micah, 68. Do it. I say go for it. He says, I'm 27 years old and my wife and I are seriously thinking about RVing for a year once she finishes school. Yeah, especially if you don't have kids, go for it for a while. It's a lot of fun. Uh, anyways, so uh, I'll wrap it up there. Check out the Rover Log uh, if you are curious about our adventures. Um, we, uh, we're back now, and so they'll probably slow down as just a trickle as I just sort of – I have issues now from the road trip I'll be working through and trying to get input from the community and things like that. And we might take a few micro trips here and there like I want to try to go out over, this, uh, over the next couple of days. So uh, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash rover. There's also a live tracker there when we are moving out and about where you can follow us. And uh, I also will mention the Patreon, patreon.com slash today. We're so close 
to 560. Maybe you can help knock it over. Maybe we can get to 565 by Friday. Patreon.com slash today is where you go to invest in the Jupiter Broadcasting Network to make sure all of the shows continue to go. I'll get all the things needed all of the time in all of the ways. I mean, seriously, that's like, that's kind of like me being funny, but it's like the back end infrastructure costs when something comes up that needs to be replaced. Like this mage well that just burnt out on me, which is an HDMI capture device. Uh, having producers and paying support staff when they come out, or like when we fly everybody out for Linux Fest or Linux Con and things like that, or the hotel rooms and things like that, the money comes from these kinds of fun, uh, from this fund. It's really important. It's really, really appreciated too. Patreon.com slash today. It's sort of our base foundation. Some, some budget predictability. And also, I think the number one thing that it gives us is leverage with sponsorships. We're able to turn down, so far, we turned down, we've, been, we've turned down all website advertising requests ever. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's harder to do than you'd think, especially when you really need funding, really bad. Uh, but having the base from our audience allows us to make the decision that's like, you know what, instead, instead, I'm going to take the loss of that money and I'm going to say I, I know that A, if I took that money, then I'd become dependent on that money. So there's a good reason not to take it right there. I'd much rather depend on the patrons. And number two, I'm going to take a lo- that loss of the money and consider it an investment in the brand for Jupiter Broadcasting. Patreon.com slash today and you can invest in us as well. Thank you very much. Next live show is on Friday. Join me live, jblive.tv, for a live Friday edition, Tech Talk Friday. And uh, be at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find that on jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. We did have a calendar mix-up, which uh, is sort of a long story, but uh, unfortunately it was my bad, and uh, so things got moved around, kind of transposed. So sorry, but thanks for – you guys, you still made it. You still have a pretty good, pretty good showing, so thanks for uh, the chat room and from the mumble room for making it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic today, techtalktoday.reddit.com, for any tech-related stuff you see about this or any subjects you want to see us cover. Now, our end-of-show clip is a little long, and it's very inappropriate. So I'm going to warn you right now that if you're, at some, if you're somewhere where swearing will not be appreciated, you should probably stop listening in the next few seconds. Now, in my estimation, the swearing that's in this clip is the real funny kind of swearing. Like even if you're in a workplace that doesn't like swearing, this kind of swearing is just damn funny. So I think it's totally worth sticking around for. And we've been talking about RVs. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The, the RV buying experience is not a great one. First of all, and I'm not trying to be ageist, but a lot of these salesmen are like 60, 65 years old and they think I'm a kid, so they don't take me seriously when I want to come in there and spend money. It, like The money doesn't have an age attached to it. It's money, right? So there's that when you buy RVs. And they're real slick, real slick, guys. They're real slick because you know these rigs have some serious payoffs on them, so they're real motivated to sell you. So this commercial struck a note for me. Well, it's, it's not so much the commercial. It's the outtakes from the commercial. The Winnebago Concepts and Engineering Departments have developed a multifunctional bathroom. Privacy, I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. I wonder what the fuck the real dialogue is. What the fuck is this thing? All of the windshield, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. What? What the fuck did I say? That didn't sound for shit, did it? Trying to give these guys everything they can get to me. That's it. Fuck it. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. We suppose we open... Got to do it again, right now. Oh, fuck. 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 Oh, fuck. Shit. Tony, do me a favor, will you please? Will you? Will you, will you do me a kindness? Leave. Yeah. 
I think I want to be walking in and out if you're going to fuck up and I got to come back. I don't make any difference to me at this juncture. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Tony. Don't slam the fucking door. No more. Listen, I've got to give a, a clue here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Want anybody yelling. We get anybody yelling around here anymore today, and then the shit is going to hit the fan.